0: HD 1079 Live, James here with you. Great to be back with uh, this amazing team of guys who I didn't even twig last night were all Cabra Old Scholars and were also bland mates, members of the bland collective. The blands. Are you, I, okay, well the bland. But was there a, was there like a
1: cult uh, behind <laughs> the blands?
0: You know, you were the one who said bland mates. This is what I this is what I'm going with.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, um, I have no idea what you mean.
0: (laughs) Okay. But also, uh, you and Riley, Riley's back again. Hi, Riley. Hi. Haven't been on for a little while, which is lovely to have you back.
2: Yes, lovely to be here.
0: Um, You guys did a fringe show together.
1: We did indeed.
0: Tell us a bit about it.
1: It is, well, it was a dance show. Um, Riley, however, cannot dance. So no, she, cannot. she was our singer okay. slash MC.
0: Okay. It was good. Did it go well? Like, did you get did you get good attendees?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Saturday's usually the best, I yeah. reckon. Five we hours. sold out um, half of we, our shows. We did. So we did six shows and three of them sold out, which is-
0: Because with Fringe, good. it's always a bit hit and miss. You never quite know yeah. how it's going to go from one night to the next, do you?
1: Especially mm. because people don't- um, really buy tickets until last minute so even a week oh, before really? our first show we're like we only have 20 people coming <laughs> like, and how
0: many people could sit in the the space uh
1: 85 or something yeah
0: wow yeah and where were you like where were you located
1: uh it was uh in the city at, okay uh the ambassadors hotel so
0: oh so you're like right there oh no the ambassadors is on like um king, king william yeah, yeah. yeah okay it
3: yeah. was a really cool setup yeah you, you saw, I it? saw it yeah what do you think do. as an
0: audience member oh it was there.
3: great. And. Um, Riley was so interactive with us. Oh, it was wonderful. So yeah.
0: you were a good cabaret performer. Because isn't that the thing about cabaret? You're supposed to, like, yeah. really get in it's there with intimate, the audience. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. But yeah. the dancing was amazing as well. And, like, we saw their first show and I couldn't really fault anything, to be honest. Right. Thank you. It was so good. I got really
2: excited. like I got way more excited than, like, the audience on, like, the first night whenever <laughs> the girls did a split. <laughs> because my split is just, like, me standing in, like, a star jump position. That's as far as I can get.
0: Right. But so, like,
2: it's really exciting to see someone actually, like, split. Like,
0: oh. Righto. So, you were there purely for your MC skills?
2: Yes. And singing. And, yes. and
0: singing skills? Yes. Okay.
2: Which was hard on the uh, second night because I actually lost my voice.
0: Oh, no. So, That's, like, my oh, nightmare.
2: Oh, it was terrible. It's, like, the first night I came back off a camping trip and I was, like, a little bit sick. And I was, like, oh, she'll be right. Yeah. Some with it. The mic broke. Had to, like, oh, man. belt the entire thing. Then the next night I could not hit anything above like, like a voice i was like hey guys how we going like it was shocking so i had to call someone else th- in to sing for me but even after that night i was still like shouting at the audience because i got really excited yeah yeah so i was still like shouting yeah guys let's go heck yeah i like, doing all the woos and everything
0: which doesn't really help a voice recover no no mm.
2: so i had no voice for sunday and monday like at all and i had to go to work i was just like holding up signs for the customers being like i have no voice i can't serve you sorry <laughs> like
0: oh because it's a very avant-garde way of <laughs> yeah. customer service isn't it holding sign cards <laughs> riley emma and taya are here today we're chatting about lots of stuff now, riley you're doing journalism this year at uh uni sa oh, you're indeed. now a bit more stuck into it we're up to week was it week four of term
2: yeah week four term one oh,
0: how's the first four weeks been
2: look it's been good it's big i got on beef like i've only got to uni like three days a week so have I'm you already gonna-
0: been marked on something
2: Oh, uh, we get, like, weekly tests to okay. do with our um, current affairs. Okay. And half the time, you know, it's fine. Like, it's the regular stuff. Like, it's politicians like Jacinda Ardern and, like, the whole right. thing there. And then there was some about Christopher Pine, like it's all general stuff.
0: So it's it's like a it's like a quiz and you get tested on just to make sure that as a as a journalist you're staying up the current events, basically. Yep,
2: basically they're watching the news.
0: And yeah. this is where you were saying beforehand you became aware of this whole thing around Taylor Harris, the AFLW footballer for Carlton. So she's become this massive story in the news in the last week. Can you tell us a bit about um, about what it's all about?
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, Taylor Harris, obviously is a Carlton footballer, Mm -hmm. and um, on the 17th, on a Sunday, she kicked the opening goal um, in their football game, and basically an image was shot and it's this fantastic photo of her basically doing a split yep. mid-air. Like, it's an incredible display of athleticism.
0: And I don't know if you can even see the ground in the shot. Because oh. she literally looks like she's levitating yeah. in the air. Yeah,
2: there's, like, a metre underneath. It's yeah, insane yeah. how high she jumped. Yep. And um, basically, so Channel 7 got the photo, posted it to their Facebook page. And basically, the photo came under attack from a whole bunch of, like, online trolls, online bullies. Basically, throwing a bunch of sexist comments about the out there about her and about the um, AFL Women's League. Mm. And so in response, Channel 7 actually took the photo down, which mm. sent
0: entirely the well, What message. sort of message is that? It's, Seriously.
2: Uh, it's, yeah. We're all pretty disappointed in yes, 7. Yes,
0: we're disappointed and in we you 7. We are
2: disappointed. <laughs> um, and so, and then in response to that, uh, the AFL Facebook page, as well as Taylor Harris, actually reposted the image. And I think Taylor Harris captioned the photo, just me at work. And that basically, yeah, cool. yeah which was mm. amazing. Like she is icon, mm. and that basically rallied the entire AFL community around that, showing support for Taylor and the Women's League, mm. which was just an amazing thing to see.
0: And now the image—they're using it as a kind of the um, the was it the avatar or the icon for the for the league, sort of an, a silhouette of that shot of that yeah. kick is there but um i googled this last night to have a bit of a look at it to sort of see what sort of news coverage had been taken of it and uh, this was such a throwback to my youth as well because i know it's still a big thing i mean you know you've made it when you really do make the news but you really know you've made it when you're on BTN, (laughs) and this is how they covered it and it's also got a really cool bit at the end about what she's doing as well and to respond to it so here we go
4: Taylor Harris has been kicking goals on and off the field.
0: Harris steps up and slots it!
4: She's just helped the Blues make their first AFLW Grand Final and fended off some nasty comments from Trolls Online. You might remember this photo from our show last week. It was taken down by Channel 7 because of negative comments. That made a lot of people angry. They said the comments, and not the photo, should have been removed. Channel 7 apologised and re-uploaded the pic, but not before the story went right around the world. Now, Taylor's decided to make something positive out of the whole thing. Good morning, everybody, except online trolls. She started the Taylor Kick Challenge and is giving away a brand-new pair of boots. That I will sign and give away to anyone who can do the best impersonation of my kick. People all over are sharing their best kick pics,
0: Okay, and some of them are really awesome. What? what, You couldn't see it, but one of the ones is uh, in true proof of the worldwide thing. There's, there's a a shot that's been posted of uh, someone doing it, but in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So it looks like they're kicking.
2: Classic. Oh, that's cool. I like that one.
0: So, uh, so clearly, it's really rallied people around and captured the imagination. And sometimes things like this are really good. I think. Um, at the time they seem like really terrible and, and, and you wish they wouldn't happen but it really does galvanise people to kind of go, you know what, this is actually terrible behaviour and we really need to actually cut this out and, uh, and I'm just excited because we're recording this on, um, on a Friday morning and the final is this weekend going there, looking forward to it it's, and it's so awesome too, you can now go and see these games and they're free and okay. Amy Shark's playing, yeah, it's free and Amy Shark's playing it's Adelaide Oval, midday oh. on might see you there
2: oh heck yeah i'm just going to see amy (laughs) shark yeah see taylor look just gonna be women
0: but you were talking about where this sits in terms of kind of like a football history thing uh riley and i wasn't even aware of this story
2: yeah so parallels have been drawn between the taylor harris image and the uh, image of the aboriginal footballer nikki winmar responding to racist taunts in which he actually lifted up his jersey and pointed to his skin yeah. And I think that's an amazing parallel to draw.
0: Yeah. And he said, uh, I will, again, like l- looking on YouTube and I watched this last night and, and lifting up his Guernsey and saying, I'm black, deal with it. Mm. But at the time, so 1993, which seems so not long ago, but apparently at the time, so he was playing for St Kilda and they were playing Collingwood, there was all sorts of slurs being thrown at him. So for him to do that was actually kind of really... Uh, you know a a real standout moment and it really did change the culture um, uh, in doing that so we were chatting about teachers guys Emma your favourite teacher everyone's got a favourite teacher they'll probably remember in their school that was inspiring is that who you're talking about though (laughs)
3: When you mentioned the greatest science teacher, I thought yeah. of a science teacher who was qu- quite significant in my life. Um, Taya was also in my science class. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a good uh, a good year. Okay. Yes, he actually. Um,
0: so good as in good, or good as in entertaining, or good as in I'll just never forget this surprising. person.
3: Surprising. Yeah. Like he just was a box full of surprises. A voice like Morgan Freeman.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Seriously. The
1: wisdom yeah. of Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um,
0: Did he narrate things that people did as they did things? I wish. Exactly.
1: I wish. We did tell him once and he-
0: tears got the beaker. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) It wasn't really, but I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: But yeah, then he took leave for a bit and um, when he came back, we got the shock of a lifetime.
0: Why? Well, over the break- Did he grow a beard? (laughs)
3: Probably, actually. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Over the break, he got married Uh and- We found out through an anonymous source. Another teacher. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think another teacher told us. He actually parachuted into his wedding. With his wife. Well, wife to be. And he was about, what, 70 years old?
1: No. Yeah, somewhere around there. He was quite (laughs) aged and also deadpan. Deadpan face, didn't smile. Oh, so the, Morgan Freeman. The voice.
0: surprise is that he's just not the kind of guy who you would ever imagine to parachute into a wedding at all.
1: Exactly.
0: And also to get married—that I mean—that's that's an incredibly you know, seventy is is a is a time when. Look, I don't. Or is know that how just you guys? That is. is that just is that just you guys being school students going like literally anyone over the age of twenty-one is might as well be seventy. Probably,
1: probably closer probably to sixty. Closer to sixty, maybe just an old-looking fifty. Late
0: <laughs> like 50-year-old. I had a, um, uh, a teacher that really inspired me when I was going through the last years of high school. Because I was doing really, really badly. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd taken on a whole bunch of subjects because I thought, this is what I really thought, I thought it's better that I get a well-rounded education than actually do subjects that I'm particularly good at. So I, I, Bad idea. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it was. But one of the things that I really wanted to do was I, I wanted to, to do um, English and I wanted to do top English. So, because you could elect which English you did. No, you didn't get placed in the class. You could kind of elect it. So, I elected to go in top English, but I really didn't have the skills to be mm-hmm. in top English. And um, my teacher um i found out had uh uh collaborated with um oh sorry what's what's the american uh uh collusion (laughs) they'd colluded together with my parents um to keep me back after school and she stayed back after school with me for like weeks Uh to teach me essentially how to actually do proper essay structure how to look at texts and do all that kind of stuff and uh then I, you know, I finished school, and I finished school with a. a at the time, the the highest mark you could get for um, sort of like your your final exam where it was a twenty, and I got a twenty for for that. So I'd gone from wow. literally an E to an A wow. over the course of the year, thanks to her to to do stuff, and it sort of made me really passionate about. Um, you know, um, reading and literature. And that's what I'm studying. I'm actually starting to become a, a, an English teacher and secondary t- teacher. Um, and for uh, like a number of years, she left the school very shortly after I left the school and no one really knew where she'd gone. It was kind of like this sort of thing. Um, and I eventually, like probably only about two or three months ago, someone through Facebook put me in touch and said, oh, here's, um, here's her number. You should give her a call. And say, and I literally sat on this. So it was about two months ago that I called her, but I literally had the number for about a year. And I I was there going, I've always wanted to ring her up to say thank you for being such an inspiration to me. Thinking that it was going to be like this random call out of the blue that she wouldn't remember me. And she remembered me. Straight away And I was like Oh man That just kind of Blew my mind So it was a a really You know When vocals are kind of like A mixture of like Awkward And emotional And really (laughs) lovely and you just kind of don't know what to say. There was sort of like all these long pauses and things like that. Because then they want to ask you, like, well, what are you up to now? And all this kind of stuff. It feels really weird. Yeah. Because then you call them by their name. Mrs. Miller was her name. She's like, oh, call me Anne. Oh, okay. no. I can't call you Anne. No, yeah. <laughs> I can't call you by your name. The reason why we're talking about this is, um, as you alluded to, Emma, is because there was a, a, a story, uh, the annual Global Teacher Prize, um, and the teachers win a million dollars for winning this prize. And the person that won was a Kenyan science teacher named Peter Tabichi, um, now, he has elected, he gets a million dollars, but he has elected to give 80% of his paycheck back to poor students from his home in the remote village of Pwani in Kenya's Rift Valley. So, um, yeah, an amazing story. Just wow, another amazing wow. teacher, but yeah. Pretty cool. He was so
2: happy when he got... Have you seen the photos? There's no. like He's got the biggest smile on his face. Like, he makes me happy looking at him.
1: Aww. This
0: is... I mean, this is an amazing story. And the video's gone... I haven't watched the video, though. Why is it this year, in particular, this has become such a big news story?
2: Look, I haven't actually been following, like, the previous year's, like, teacher reports. I've never heard of it, though. Yeah, I didn't actually know it was a thing until and this And you want to be up. a journalist? I didn't have to be a journalist last year. Um, I think it was just because... It was such a remote a remote place where he came from, right? And that's probably yeah, yeah. why it was such a big thing. And the reason why, because all the headlines were like, teacher used to give eighty percent of his pay back to his students, and now he's won a million dollars, right? And I think that oh, was. Oh, okay, why. I
0: got that wrong. I, so, ah. so he, so I, even when he was just working, he'd give his money yeah. back, eighty yeah. percent of it back,
2: yeah, wow. which is amazing because it's such a poor village. You know, he used to give it to the students; they could afford things to go to school, and then. Um, some of his students have gone on to qualify for international competitions in science and engineering despite the fact they live in a remote village, which really pays tribute to his ability as a teacher, not just his generosity. Wow. Uh,
0: Riley Cooper, (laughs) we were talking just before about this idea of telepathic connection between people, siblings particularly, having this ability to kind of like think the same thoughts at the same time. You say you have this... With one of your sisters, is that right?
2: Yeah, so you know how sometimes you and your siblings will say something at the exact same time. Yes. No. Like, you don't you
1: don't have that? No. My sister and I are two very different people.
2: <laughs> oh okay. All my sisters were all very Love similar. <laughs> like we all sound the same. Like we're on the phone to mum and mum can't tell the difference between our voices. Yeah. Like we're all very similar people. And we're like so similar in fact that we sometimes, you know, say the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or the other day, my little sister and I, because my older sister lives in Melbourne now, mm-hmm. my little sister and I were in the kitchen and like a little family thing that we do is that when we wash the dishes we play some music right and we sing along as we wash the dishes but today you know the speakers were broken or you know couldn't find the phone or whatever Sure. so we're just sitting there really silently, like doing dishes and then out of nowhere we started singing the exact same song no. at the exact same point point. and it wasn't the beginning it was like the bridge or the what chorus what was the song I'm pretty sure it was Ed Sheeran's uh, "Castle on the Hill." And we both sang, "Um, I went look at the exact same time." What we, a
0: random song to choose! Oh,
2: it was so weird. And we just looked at each other. We're like, "What the heck?" Like it was amazing. Like, oh, same time, same tempo, same speed, same point in the song. Look, but- I have actually done that with my sister before, mm. and it's weird. It's a, it's a weird. It's like it's
1: thing. like there's this like universal beat, and then all of a sudden you both are just like. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. So, how does it go? <laughs>
2: I've had that with friends. Not um, um, uh,
3: <laughs> so much my brothers.
2: Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know if it's like a, a same sex sibling thing, like, because I feel like you connect more with, like, your sister telepathically than you would with, like,
3: your brother. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we're both seeing, oh, I've got two brothers. If we're right. seeing something that we both sort of, have the same opinion of we'll look at each other and know what each other are thinking um i don't know if that's just because we've grown up with the same exposed to the same things and form the same opinions and
0: like i my 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 sister and i was only two of us and um we both sort of grew up in the same we were both real sort of lovers of pop culture and and would just like absorb as much as we possibly could and like the same trashy things uh so we kind of similar so i guess we're drawing from the same pool of information all the time so those same sorts of things
4: Uh, what's (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh my god that was in my head too i wonder why (laughs) we must be telepathically connected (laughs)
1: Uh, i've always thought so james
0: yeah yeah i I knew you were going to say that um (laughs) the, the whole idea around telepathy though is a real thing like, we're talking about it in terms of going – I mean, do you really mean that, though, Riley? Do you really think you're telepathically connected or do you just think that it's kind of like a mixture of, you know – Coincidence. Nature plus nurture plus
2: look, it's some really,
0: random thing in the universe? I don't know.
2: I think on some level, all siblings are, like, not specifically telepathically, but you're, like, not – Kind of projecting because like my sister and I went and played pool last night, and she was like super keen to go, and like I was super keen to go and everything. And for some reason, like halfway through, I was actually playing a game. I smashed her, by the way. Okay, I'm amazing.
0: Okay, pool, good, good, good.
2: So we know. Good. good. Um, and halfway <laughs> I like through, I was like playing. Um, I started to feel really like kind of ill and kind of like a little bit lethargic and stuff. I look over at her and I'm like, "Are you okay?" She's like, "No, I kind of just feel like going home now." And I'm like, "Bro, like I can tell. Like I could." She felt that way, and then I felt that way. It was really
0: weird. It sounds like you are really endorsing this telepathy.
2: I am not even like, I think we're just the same person.
0: Look, honestly. Okay, so I'm not then surprised that you picked this new story out, then, Riley Cooper, <laughs> because of this very thing. So, as, as you'd be aware, there's this little thing going on in the UK at the moment called Brexit. You may have heard of it in passing. Maybe Emma, you're looking at me like you haven't.
3: No, I just got back from. Oh, oh, so, so you
0: Brexit. oh, so you haven't. Oh, okay,
3: you've had first-hand experience of the Brexit. So you've nah, been really there. You, you've been
0: there, bought the it. T-shirt, everything.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, I, there wasn't as much mention of it as I thought there would be. She Brexited that country. Am I right?
0: Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, that's. I was going to say,
3: her
1: exit," because she's Emma. It didn't really work. That's just the word. That's just the word.
0: You're listening to HD 1079 Life. Okay, so. There's this dude named Yuri Geller, and he's a, a telepathy guy. He's I don't know. Like, yeah. What's his job? I don't know what He's illusion. He's a telepathic person, right? Yeah. And what he has said is he said that what he's going to do is he is essentially masterminding a telepathic intervention. To stop Brexit, okay? It's
1: been it's been a long time coming.
0: Okay, so it's, <laughs> finally someone's jumped in. But when you actually hear him start to talk about it, you hear kind goes, okay, so he's you know clearly got some form in terms of this whole idea around telepathic stuff. But then when he starts to explain how he's going to do it, uh, things tend to go a little bit off the rails. Here's him on um, one of the British morning shows when they ask him how are you going to do it. Here we go.
4: So how well, would I- you
5: do it? Okay, so this is the story. I totally believe in extrasensory perception, in telepathy. I believe that we can transmit energy and we can receive energy. I've known Theresa May for over 21 years. I lived in the same village as she she still does in Sonning on Thames. She visited my home. I took her to my garage. I pointed at a spoon that belonged to Winston Churchill and I said, this is three years before she became the prime minister. And I bombarded her mind. I said, you're going to be the prime minister. She laughed, she scoffed, she didn't believe, and she is. This is my plan. What happened to uh, the first spoon, of all, I can't, The spoon is still on my Cadillac. Oh. And that's gonna be in my museum in Israel, in old Jaffa. But this is my plan. Listen carefully. To all of you, who are with me, because I've seen pictures from the demonstrations before yesterday. People were holding posters saying, Uri, Geller, save us. Well, look, I'm not a prophet, and I'm not a guru, and I'm not a miracle worker, but I believe that with the power of the mind, if we concentrate, no matter how bizarre this sounds and far out in science fiction, if we concentrate together with me at 11.11 every morning, a.m. and p.m., 11.11 a.m. p.m., just think the following. Teresa, bring us to a second vote. So clearly we're in safe hands, right? Oh
2: yeah. It's just weird it's <laughs> so like I'm gonna tiring. stop it, but he's actually asking everybody else yeah, exactly.
0: to like do it. Yeah, it's it's like it's like when you go to those restaurants where they make you cook your own food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I have a real problem with that by the way. Just <laughs> a little people- aside. You go to a restaurant, they've got like this little stove in the middle of the um, in the, of the, in the middle of the table yeah. And they go, isn't this cool? I'm like, I'm out, I am out I'm going next door to the restaurant involved. where they cook your food Anyway, but the point is, I lo- I, the thing I love about that more than anything Is that he talks about the spoon How he started <laughs> channeling chattel- 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 this energy ed- ed- But later on then goes Look, I know this next bit's going to sound really weird And far <laughs> out in science fiction But stay with me It's like, no, I'm still stuck on the spoon bit Because <laughs> yep. that was the normal rational bit
1: and what, the Winston what was the spoon. relevance of the spoon Anyway well, Winston Churchill Yeah but Wait was it his spoon
2: I want to know about his like museum In what did he say
1: Israel. In, in, in
0: Israel Because he's, he's, he's an Israeli yeah, yeah So he's got a, a Yuri G- Geller museum <laughs> That's just full of spoons <laughs> like
2: ikea like is it actually just <laughs> full of spoons
0: it's like ikea but nothing but spoons and you can't buy anything
1: you just look i just <laughs> picked up like um heaps of different sizes of spoons like a couch spoon and because you said ikea so i'm thinking like a bed spoon
0: yeah uh, maybe but with this spo- yeah, so is maybe. it just is it spoons though through notable points in history like this spoon was used by abraham lincoln before he gave the Gettysburg address
4: but
3: then how do you source those spoons
0: yeah, where'd you get a spoon like that? Like, where did he get Winston Churchill's market. spoon? <laughs> Do you get a certificate Antique of authenticity with a Winston Churchill's spoon, though? Yeah, <laughs> a picture—a of of, picture of Winston Churchill with a spoon to prove that yeah, it's real. And
1: he's like- <laughs> This is my speech.
0: On the weekend, uh, the weekend just gone, uh, I went to an interfaith prayer service for the uh, victims of the thing that happened in Christchurch um, a couple of weeks ago. It was incredible in that um, it was at the Catholic Cathedral, St. Francis Xavier Cathedral, and there were representatives, um, sort of like leaders of at least 10 different um Religions, faiths, and it was it was actually quite poignant. I arrived sort of right before everything started, and saw them all kind of coming down the side. All of them kind of coming in together, and uh, it was it was remarkable um, to hear all of these um, religious, different people in, from different religions, uh, including um, you know there was a Muslim call to prayer at the start of the whole thing, and then there was uh, um, you know jewish people baha'i people hindu um anglicans were there i guess sort of representing the protestant side of 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 um the christian faith as well there was just so many um and it was really amazing and at the very end bishop gregor kelly who's the presiding bishop here in adelaide at the moment spoke and the thing he finished on was he talked about Uh, these things called the Beatitudes. And if for those people who don't know what the Beatitudes is, it was uh, something that Jesus said at the Sermon on the Mount. uh, Basically, not so much like the Ten Commandments, but sort of like his way of how to live, the Eight Beatitudes. And considering what we were gathered together to do on that day as a kind of this whole thing of us being as one joined together in unity, and it really did feel like that, like... Um, really tangibly to actually say the eight beatitudes at that moment to me made it so much more i don't know in the real world i guess you know when you know you 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 hear a saying or you hear people say something and it really does impact in that moment and i just i really just want to say these now because it was a, a really stunning moment so the eight beatitudes of jesus this is what he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, yeah, at that moment, it was, you know, it was really powerful and um, deeply moving for everyone there. So, um, a huge thank you. Apparently, um, uh, Father Philip Marshall, the Vicar General of the Archdiocese of Adelaide, was the person who orchestrated it all and got in touch with everyone and and put everyone together. And it was a, you know, a truly Great moment for us all to kind of come together as, as one voice and and you know one group of people under God. It was just really stunning. So yeah, here with Riley Taylor and Emma, the first time I think you guys have been on together. Yeah. yeah wow man yeah good it's been fun
1: it's been very fun it's yeah. been so good we're gonna have to do this again James oh,
0: that sounds like fun <laughs> that sounds really cool so um, thanks to you all for coming in um, it's been awesome we are here every Wednesday night from 9 every Saturday night from 10 stay tuned to 107.9 Life for more of your music please subscribe to us on Spotify or SoundCloud or um, iTunes there's that other one um, to get the, the podcast as well we've got a new podcast about to be launched in the next month called the School Life Podcast where we talk more we get really uh into the sort of stuff that's going on in schools and the things they're working on and the things they're passionate about and the kind of characters and the people and and all that stuff that's going on in schools that we don't really have time for on this show Uh, but it's going to be a whole new thing so if you subscribe to us on all of these other platforms facebook instagram is where we will keep you updated we'll see you again in a few days Bye.
2: bye